All right, how we doing, everybody? I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Season three of the Red Talk podcast is here. Another season of football is upon us, and we are so excited to unveil a few new sponsors here at Red Talk. The first being BetMGM Sportsbook, a world-class sports betting platform accessible online via the website or through the mobile app app bet mgm sportsbook available in the apple app store sign up with bet mgm today using promo code play 1000 no spaces play 1000 for a risk-free bet up to $1000 the app works seamlessly they have everything you could ever imagine on there player props this guy to hit a home run this guy to get a hit baseball basketball soccer tennis Futures bets, everything you can imagine, Bet MGM Sportsbook, available on the Apple App Store. Also, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the newest and most innovative DFS app out there. Underdog lets you parlay multiple matchups like total yards, total bases, total points with specific players to turn a few dollars into hundreds of dollars. Use promo code UDPROMO22. For a free $100 bonus when you start playing, that's UD Promo 22. Sign up now and turn game day into payday. And I wouldn't be me if I forgot O'Shea's Irish Pub. O'Shea's Irish Pub, three locations all around the Louisville area, Southern Indiana and Jeffersonville, 123 Main Street downtown, 956 Baxter Avenue near Bartstown Road. The best service, the best bar, the best vibes in the entire city. O'Shea's Irish Pub doing better than ever open late. Come see us. All right, let's get it going. Red Talk, we are back. I am your host, Will Reddington. A.B. Austin Bickett is here. It is not just me this week. I am thankful for that. My lungs and brain are thankful for that as well. That was uh, it was tough. Had to be long-winded for that. And uh, it's, it's great to have Austin back. And uh, what a weird, wild week in the NFL we just experienced. Yeah, obviously, um, tragic situation going on after the the Bills or in the middle of the Bills Bengals game. Um, and, you know, everybody's been talking about it all week. A lot more people that are more qualified than me and you, so I don't think we really need to get into all the uh, specifics and stuff. Everybody knows it's tragedy. Everybody knows that. Um, everybody rooting for Demar. Obviously, it sounds like um, some positive updates came out today and yesterday that he's kind of conscious, writing notes to the doctors, asking who won the game, which is pretty cool. Still cares about his team and his teammates, so. Um, hoping for a full recovery, obviously, just like everyone else is. It seems like he's doing way better than any of us could have imagined while watching the game on um, Monday night. So that is good. But, yeah, been watching sports a long time. Um, obviously, we've seen some scary stuff like Ryan Chazier. And there's been players that have died in the past in the NFL, but it's been like since like the 1970s, not really in our life. So, yeah, uh, don't ever want to see anything like that again. But I, I'm glad they made the right decision to not play the game, even though it is now. Uh, messing up all the playoff stuff, which is obviously not as important as what is going on. But yeah, let's uh, hopefully we don't have to see that ever again to anybody. Uh, yes, obviously a very, very terrible situation. Prayers to him and his family. And I, I did see a tweet where it was like every situation doesn't require for you to be an expert about it. I think that's yeah. well said. I like you said, smarter people than us are out there existing and, and giving some intelligent conversation based on this topic we are not your two people for that um yeah the Keontae Johnson thing comes to mind too uh the Florida basketball yeah. player that passed out uh that was only in like 2020 and um uh, obviously the Shazier thing uh, that those are really the only three memories I have of things where it's like wow this is messed up and even the Keontae Johnson situation yeah. which was a regular season game who's the they soccer finished player? the game the 
uh, Ericsson. Yeah, Ericsson. Ericsson for Denmark. Yeah, that was like yes. exactly the same situation. Like I think they had to give him CPR on the field. But he yes, was awake uh, like right after, like in the hospital. So it was they actually continued that game a few hours later. It, yes, and and same thing with the Florida Florida State game two years ago. So th- I think that's what made it so scary and unprecedented is that this this game was canceled. I think everybody agrees that was the right decision. Uh, you looked at the faces of the Bills players; like there was no way to to go on and focus on football in that moment. But it, it was uncharted waters. The, the fact that this game was going to end and not continue at a point like we were talking pre-show where it is week 17. And both of these teams had a lot to gain from that that game. Like if the Bengals beat the Bills that day, it, it looked like they were possibly going to do that. They would need a Chiefs loss and a win against the Ravens. So Chiefs fair by seven, Bengals fair by seven. A parlay of those two things only gets you to about three and a half, four to one. That's far from being impossible that the Bengals would have the one seed. And you could say the exact same thing for the Bills. Uh, Same exact situation. They beat the Bengals. They're favored by seven. Parlay of those two things would get you to three and a half to one. It it is so weird. And it does like um, I I, the get ready, warm up in five minutes. Obviously, somebody said that to Joe Buck. Because uh, that's what the NFL's been catching the most heat about. I don't think Joe Buck just made that up during the broadcast, but like they, it, it it's never been seen before. The the not finishing this game, they they're going to have to come up with something that we've never seen them do before. Have you heard anything about what that could be? Yeah, um, I mean, this would have been the lead story and like horrible, regardless of when it happened. But the fact that it happened and. Arguably, not not even really arguably based on seeding, the biggest game of the year on Monday night on ESPN in the first quarter. So like maximum, maximum viewers to this game just made it that much more of like a insane, like where were you moment. But yeah, as far as the um, the actual football standings go, the NFL playoffs do start um, next weekend. So there's not really the, the, the first thing that I thought was going to happen was that they are going to play all the games this weekend like normal. And then next weekend they would push the playoffs back a week and play. Bills Bengals um you know as long as DeMar was okay and doing better I don't think the Bills were going to play at all if he had passed away so luckily that was not the case um but it appears now they are not going to make up that game I think they've actually announced they're not going to make up that game and then they're going to do the seeding based on win percentage so I believe if the Chiefs beat the Raiders Saturday which like you said they're seven point favorites Jared Stedham who did look good in his first start don't think he's going to beat the Chiefs um if the Chiefs win, it's all it's all locked up besides the two and the three. Bengals and Bills both like a touchdown favorite on Sunday. So you got to assume everything at the top is going to hold. And then you get the situation where I think the Bengal, the Bills will have a higher win percentage than the Bengals because they have one less loss. So they would technically be the two seed, which guarantees you two home playoff games. But I don't think that's going – I think that if – the Bengals and the Bills meet in the playoffs, which it's hard to imagine that they won't based on the, the two and the three. If both win in the first round, they're going to be playing in the second round. I think that's going to end up being a neutral site game. Um, I know people have talked or the NFL is talking about Indianapolis, which makes a lot of sense. It's a kind of not right in the middle. It's obviously closer to Cincinnati, but it's right in the same general area of the country. It's inside, which is kind of lame to me. I wish that they would do this outside both the Bengals and the Bills stadiums are outside I feel like it just makes sense to do it at outside stadium yeah um, play out football you know but uh my personal suggestion would be Pittsburgh it's kind of right in the middle of both um same weather ish kind of a mix of both cities really it's outside but yeah this this has the potential to be a really cool scene from a tragic event if these teams play in a neutral event it's gonna look like a um I mean obviously who doesn't want to see the jungle or Bills Mafia rocking for a playoff game, but this has the potential to be like a big time bowl matchup with like a 50 50 split crowd. Bengals fans on one side, Bills fans on the other side. Could be really cool. Um, don't know how they'll handle the winner of that game potentially playing the Chiefs. This all only matters if the one, two, three all hold through the first two weeks of the playoffs. Well, right. one week for those two, but don't really know how they're going to handle Bengals Bills at Chiefs. Um, it kind of seems unfair to make either of those teams go to Kansas City when it could have all been. Di- well, I guess if they beat the Raiders, it wouldn't have mattered. If if, yeah, if they beat the Raiders, yeah. even no matter who wins that game or who wins this week, the Chiefs would have had the one seat because okay. they don't so, have yeah, a random loss. Unless unless the Chiefs lose and somehow still get the one, um, I don't 
Uh, I guess it'll just be that one divisional round game that would be affected. And I don't think either fan base could really complain. I mean, yeah, the Bengals were winning, but it was it was the first quarter. You know, anything could happen in that game. It's not like the Bills are some bad team that was going to roll over regardless of what happened. And the right. Bills the Bills were losing, so they don't have a, a necessary gripe either. So I think that's the best case scenario and probably what we're going to see um, as long as the Bills and Bengals both take care of business in the first round. Yeah, which it that's what makes it all the more harder to deal with, right? Because, like, if this happens – God willing, will never happen again. But if this happens in the Texans or Col- in Colts game this weekend, you know, it, it doesn't affect anything like that. You're talking about two of probably the best three teams in the NFL. I think when we look at the playoffs uh, a week from now and we're doing Red Talk, we're probably going to think like, okay, the Eagles have kind of limped into the playoffs and the Niners have a quarterback that's never played football at the professional level before outside of these last five weeks. And the AFC looks far more difficult than the NFC does when it comes to the season. And honestly, it it felt that way last year, too. So it it is a strange scenario. And all these teams, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, are favored by seven this week. They all should, in theory, win. And uh, it's going to hold up. And it's going to definitely give the NFL uh, some things to talk about, some tough decisions to make. Yeah, um, I am so, so excited for the AFC playoffs. Um, NFC, you know, still playoff football. Can't wait to watch it. But And not only the two potential home games, even though we think that the the second one is going to be a neutral side game, the difference between playing the Patriots, Dolphins, or Steelers in the first round at home versus the Ravens, who I know haven't looked good, but you got to think Lamar is going to play in the playoffs, is a big deal. And I mean, I don't, I don't think people are really talking about that. Obviously, there's so much other stuff going on, not just off the field, but the seating and all that. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want to play the Justin Herbert in the first round. I wouldn't want to play Lamar Jackson in the first round. I mean, this, this two and three seed is a big deal, not even accounting for that second game. Oh, yeah. I mean, without a doubt, because I mean, the Ravens nobody's enjoyed watching the Ravens since Lamar went out. Uh, it's it's absolutely brutal. That Sunday night game was was painful, but their defense has consistently looked good, and they can kind of always run the football. And then the Steelers are playing the, the best brand of football they've ever played. They somehow win while scoring one touchdown every single week. Um, and, you know, Kenny Pickett made that great throw to Najee Harris. But, like, God, you would love to play yeah. Kenny Pickett. And Skylar Thompson and Matt Matt Jones. Jones. The Dolphins obviously obviously change if Tua is healthy. I don't think Tua should or will play the rest of the season. I don't know how you send him out there. So that obviously changes things. If Tua comes back, I mean, they're still – I'd still rather play them than probably the Chargers or the Ravens with with a healthy Lamar, which at this point, I guess we don't know if Lamar is going to be healthy. He hasn't practiced yet. So even if he does come back, he's probably going to be a little rusty and the knee might not be 100%, but – yeah, I expect there's going to be a playoff game either played by Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, or Skylar Thompson. So, yeah, um, there's. I think I'm personally rooting for the Steelers to get in just because um, I don't need to see a Mac Jones or Skylar Thompson playoff game. But like you said, the Steelers' offense isn't anything great either. But they, the Steelers always seem to find a way to sneak into the playoffs. They did it last year on Big Ben's last ride. They had no business being in the playoffs last year. Uh, just a credit to Mike Tomlin, who every week you see the stat that he's never finished under 500. Chance to keep that streak going this Sunday against the Browns. But yeah, there's there's uh, a lot of drama to still be determined Sunday. Yeah, right. And I mean, the Steelers, no matter what, who's playing quarterback, anything, they're going to have a great pass rush, and the secondary is going to be awesome. And it, that has never really wavered throughout this entire season. Uh, before we get into our picks, we have no college this week. We have a little more time. We, we kind of have something college if you want to call the national championship a big deal i am going to force you to give a pick on that game if you didn't already have one uh i know i do but uh let's do some playoff scenarios first so the nfc packers get in with a win seahawks get in with a win and a packers loss the seahawks play the rams and man aren't they powerful big 31 to 10 neutral site loss to the chargers last week absolutely (laughs) abysmal performance this team won on christmas and and thought that uh the the season was over very very pitiful it took a lot not for me to throw my ram stuff out that's a very very sad performance it's supposed to be a new rivalry but anyway the rams play the seahawks play them in la the seahawks Almost lost to the Rams a few weeks ago at home. DK Metcalf touchdown essentially at the death 
to uh, beat John Wolford. So Seahawks get in with a win against the Rams and a Packers loss to the Lions. And the Lions are important because they can get in with a Rams victory over the Seahawks and a win in Green Bay. Jared Goff in as cold as you can possibly imagine against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this is going to be interesting. What do you expect to happen? Well, the first off, the NFL, which I don't care, you know, the Seahawks have really put me in a bad position personally as a fan base. So, you know, whatever happens to them, that's fine. But the NFL really screwed the Seahawks here because if they win and, you know, it's Dan Campbell and it's the Lions. So they're probably you'll never know. You'll never hear from them. They're going to come out and try their hardest regardless, because that's just who Dan Campbell is and who Detroit is. But if the Seahawks win, the Lions essentially have nothing to play for besides trying to spoil the Packers season. You can't imagine that it's going to be the same juice as if it's a win and get in game. And right. the Lions, this Lions team is good enough to beat the Packers on the road. I mean, I know it's Jared Koff in the cold, but the Lions have been better than the Packers like 80% of the year this season. So yeah. I know the Packers are hot right now. Um, their defense finally started to play better. Their run game finally got going. Rodgers really hasn't been that impressive. If you look at his numbers, um, he's done enough to win the games. But yeah, the C- I would not be happy if I was a Seahawks fan. Um, I think every game that matters should be in the same time frame. I know like Sunday right. night, I know like Sunday night you have to have like I, Sunday night should have just been the Jags Titans. I know it's not as exciting, but like that is truly the only game that is like win and get in. And, and the cards could fall in a realistic scenario for the Jaguars to get in, even with a the loss. They need the Patriots to lose seven point dogs. They need the um, Steelers Dolphins. to lose. Dolphins to lose, who are what seven point dogs? Dolphins are two or, no, point yeah, favorites. The Jets. Yeah, um, Jets. the Steelers. The Steelers are two point favorites. Two point favor- as well. Yeah, so two teams yeah. that are two point favorites and a team that's seven point underdog. If all three of those lose, the Jaguars would still get in. Which obviously, the Jaguars are six point favorites Saturday night. All they have to do is win and get in. But Jaguars Titans should be Sunday night, and then um, if you put Packers Lions Saturday night, that is fine because then the Seahawks know what they have to do, and that's completely different than somebody being eliminated before their game even kicks off. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, if, um, if the Packers win and the Seahawks are eliminated, obviously that sucks. It, it takes luster away from that game, but like the Rams are eliminated too, you know, like what, what's a better game, a situation yeah. where both teams are alive or just one team is alive. And you have that with Lions Packers for now. I don't know. I mean, I, it's hard to see the Rams putting out like a ton of effort in this game. I know that they hate the Seahawks. It is a rivalry. They tried really, really hard when they were in Seattle. They probably should have won that game. That game was not long ago. All those same guys that I've been talking about all year. They were all hurt. They were all out. Yeah. And uh, Cam too. Akers is what, what, like a top three running back in the NFL right now? Yeah, maybe know. of all time. Might, might be hyperbole. But uh <laughs> Yeah, the, the Rams like aren't you know completely helpless out there, but they're damn close. And this, yeah, uh, I mean, the Seahawks have been so bad the last like four or five weeks. Like, but they were pretty good against the Jets. Yeah, but the Jets have been even worse the last four yeah, or five no, weeks. You're not wrong, uh, but yeah, you know, I are- I personally am rooting for the Rams heavy this week. I want the Rams to win so bad, um, just not only to make that game better Sunday night, but I would love to see the Lions in. I think the Lions would be the most dangerous possible seven seed in the NFC, especially if they can draw the Vikings. Ooh, that'd be fun. And I mean, yeah, which I guess that could happen to the Packers too. I don't think anybody who draws the Niners is going to advance, but anybody who draws the Vikings got a good shot. Yeah, I mean, literally any team we're talking about that's going to Minnesota, what are they going to be like plus three tops? The Packers may be like a pick in Minnesota, especially after what they just did to them. Yeah, they might be, be favored. The bet, definitely the most bet underdog of week one, too. Yeah, no, or without a doubt. And I, I agree. I think it's more exciting for the NFL uh, if the Lions-Packers game is worth a playoff spot to both sides. That was my reasoning behind the Browns pick last week is let's get the commanders the hell out of here. And I, I don't think the Browns got an extreme amount of calls to win that game or anything, but good Lord, they should have won the game a lot more by a lot more than they did. It seemed like every time we looked up at the TV, the Browns were in the red zone somehow with a quarterback who can't get them down the field. I'm still not sure how that happened, but yeah, I think both Lions and Packers are more exciting for the NFL. Uh, It's definitely something to look out for. I do have a a pick that involves the Rams. Now the AFC is uh, more complicated because there are just more teams that are alive. Um, do you know anything about the two, three in the NFC? I guess before we move on, like the Vikings and Niners, if, if their games matter, they definitely matter. Um, I believe that right now the Niners hold the tiebreaker. So they win, they get the two, 
Vikings would need a win and a Niners loss. There's also a possibility that the Niners can get the one if the Eagles lose, which they're like, I don't, the Giants aren't going to play anybody, I don't think. I think the Eagles are going to be like 14-point favorites. I can't find the line anywhere. I haven't seen the line all week. And uh, the Cowboys can still... The Cowboys can still get... I don't the think they one. can get the one. I think they can get the... I think they get the one if the Niners... Like, and the Niners Eagles lose. Because they have yeah. the tiebreaker over the Vikings. Yeah, I think they need the Niners and the Eagles to lose. But yeah. the Niners just need the Eagles to lose and win. So all these games matter for the top seeds. Um, Niners are playing the Cardinals. I don't, I don't think that David Blau is going to be able to do much against that defense. So yeah, it's worth throwing it out there. The Niners and Eagles are both favored by 14. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the lines right now. Yeah. yeah neither of them are going to lose. So you got, you got to think that the, um, you can lock that in one, two, and then the Vikings would be locked in at the three. Yeah. And the Vikings are playing Nathan Peterman for anybody that, yeah, but it doesn't, if the, if the teams we just talked about win, it doesn't matter what the Vikings do because the Bucks obviously can't catch them because they're under yeah. 500. <laughs> so there's there's still a world for some shakeup. It's just going to yeah. take multiple miracles. Would be yeah, it would have to be a 14 plus upset to shake anything of the top three. Yeah, and those are seven to one odds for literally just one thing to happen. So, um, per my experience, that is unlikely. Okay, AFC. Jags, Titans, AFC South. Uh, either team wins, they're in. The Titans can only get in if they win this game. Uh, the Jags win, they're in. And then, as you said, they also can lose. All they need is the Patriots to lose, the Dolphins to lose, and the Steelers to lose. Chargers are a five seed if they win or if the Ravens lose. Um, that's interesting, right? Because they play at 430 against your team, the Broncos. The Ravens play at 1 o'clock, so they're going to know what they need. Ravens lose to the Bengals, as I expect they will. You're going to see Chase Daniel, probably. That line has dropped all the way from Chargers minus 3 to Broncos minus 3. Yeah, uh, my first pick is Broncos minus 3, but you might as well parlay it with the Bengals money line. Because Because it won't matter. Yeah, yeah, because I'm probably not going to bet it in real life if the Ravens somehow win that game. Um, I don't expect the Chargers to play anybody in this game unless... Obviously, the Ravens win, and they needed to do it to get the five seed because playing the Jaguars or Titans is much better than playing the Bengals or Bills in the first round. Obviously, a a lot better. uh, Don't expect the Chargers to – just going to count on the Bengals to win. Don't expect the Chargers to play anybody, especially with how injured Mike Williams and Keenan Allen have been all year already. No need to see those guys out there. I might get a little bit of Eckler, but I doubt it. Can't imagine Herbert's out there, so – Broncos still trying hard. They tried very hard last week. Looked way better with Nathaniel Hackett. Nowhere to be seen. Probably should have won the game. A few questionable calls slash no calls. Doesn't matter. I mean, terrible team. Doesn't matter anyways. But they are trying hard. They did cover last week easily. Almost won the game. Covered easily. Expect them to um, have a pretty good effort again this week for the interim guy. And, um, you know, people auditioning for their jobs. When you have a horrendous team and – a lot no of chains. A lot. Yeah, we, we do have the the 49ers pick, which sucks because they're going to like win the Super Bowl. So, but uh, yeah, uh, when you're on a very bad team, there's going to be a lot of turnover, and most people don't want to sign free agents from very bad teams. So a lot of guys are going to be auditioning for spots on the roster. Would say the effort level will be way higher from the Broncos. Um, obviously, Chargers are better, but maybe not on Sunday. Yeah, and Mike Williams. I'll just say this. Against the Rams last week, he made six of the ten most spectacular catches I've ever seen in my life all in the same game. He's incredible. He would be up there. If he could just stay on the field, people would talk about him like a top five receiver. It's absolutely absurd what he was doing to me and uh, the other 17 Rams fans in the United States. It, it was it was borderline abusive. Uh, I just want to get that out there. It doesn't really have anything to do with what we're talking about. The Patriots win if uh, they're – Seven seed if they win. That's it. Need no help. Control their own destiny. If they lose, there's nothing they could do. Um, hmm. The Patriots. That's a tough spot, right? Going up against a team that's coming off a tragedy that hasn't that just got back to practice today. Um, controlling their own destiny ha- has looked uh, better, I guess. Uh, the, the defense has scored more than any defense and special teams. They lead the NFL in defensive and special teams touchdowns, I believe. Uh, the offense is still very, very atrocious. Um, interesting spot for them. Do you think they could pull that off? 
I've been going back and forth on the um, tragedy thing. If I think they're going to be more amped up for this game or just emotionally drained. Um, the fact that I don't think the two and the three is going to matter because of this neutral field thing we've been talking about kind of scares me a little bit about the Bills and everything they've gone through in the last week, obviously. But a lot of times that gives teams, um, you know, a boost. And uh, the game's in Buffalo, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's going to be insane. Um, I do like the Bills, um, have the Bills as a leg in my big teaser. Uh, but, yeah, the Patriots need it more. I'm pretty sure I saw a stat like the last four Patriots wins, their defense has scored. That's pretty much the recipe. They can only win if their defense slash special team scores. Offense is abysmal. Definitely do not are not deserving of a playoff spot. Really hope that they don't end up with it somehow. So, yeah, I, I like the Bills to win the game in Buffalo with one of the most emotion-packed stadiums that you'll ever see. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, even if the Bills lack some focus and if they, um, you know, are kind of not... just way better than them. <laughs> exactly. You know, they're, they're so much more talented. They can score more points on their worst day, you would think. So that's, uh, that's an interesting one. So the Patriots are the seventh seed if they win. The Dolphins are the seventh seed if they win and the Patriots lose. The Dolphins... Very possible. Uh, once upon a time, we're eight and three with a season win total One of season. over eight and a half. And people <laughs> were, you know, throwing parades about that bet that they put in. And it's not looking as good now. No, it's not. Not after five straight losses and one game to go. The Dolphins are favored by two at home against the New York Jets. Are we going to see Tua? No. no. Are we going to see Ted, Teddy Bridgewater? Probably not. And some Dolphins fans are probably happy about it. Who are we going to see? The Kansas State Wildcats, Skylar Thompson. And, I mean, say what you will about that guy. He's got some reps. He's been forced to go out there this year, and he hadn't looked good. But uh, who are the Jets playing a quarterback that scares you? Mike White looked um, Pretty sure Mike horribly White injured. Still has broken ribs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I can't yeah, imagine he, why he would go out there. If he doesn't play, then who are we going to see? Uh, Scotty Scheffler or whoever that guy is. They, they brought in for Thursday Night Football. Yeah, Scotty Scheffler, number one golfer in the world. Okay, in the Wildcat package, uh, or or maybe the, yeah, not very, maybe not Zach a very Wilson. Thrower. I think you're yeah, still so, Zach Wilson out there. You know why not? Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know who has the advantage at QB. Um, Dolphins still have studs on defense. I like them to win that game, and then unfortunately, the Steelers are the seven seed if they win, and both Patriots and Dolphins lose. So that op- if all three of them lose, the the Jags are in with a loss. But the, I think the Steelers, we can agree, are playing the best right now, and they yeah. are the most likely to find a way to muck it up and win a playoff game. Yeah. Who, um, let's say the Jaguars win Saturday, and then all three of those teams still lose. This is a default back to the Patriots. Um, I would assume if they have it now, they would still have it. I guess so. I mean, I'm reading this very extensive report right now, and that <laughs> isn't even listed that. as an option. Yeah. I mean, that's like a pretty real possibility. Y- yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, there's no way anybody can jump the Patriots if everyone loses. So I assume it would just be the Patriots. No, and I mean, the rest of them are eliminated. So, uh, yeah, I would say yeah. it just goes as stands. That would uh, be the most hilarious way to ever get in the playoffs. Man, let's get the Browns in there. That would be the Browns have to win, and they'd be eight and nine, same record as all of them. I'm pretty sure talking about that. Pretty sure the Browns are eliminated. Pretty sure they're eliminated. Yeah, Um, yeah, that'd be fun though. Yeah, (laughs) be be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it'd be more fun to watch than half these teams. Yeah, um, yeah, you know they. I don't know. They suck too, but they do suck. That's, uh, that's what we have going on. Uh, college Football National Championship, uh, Monday night, and I don't know when do they kick this thing off, like 11.30 p.m. still. Um, yeah, around midnight. Usually yeah, kicks. biggest, biggest uh, just a, atrocity in terms of sports scheduling that you will ever see, uh, in, unless you're Monday talking about night. the College Basketball National Championship, which also is the Monday exact night. same thing. <laughs> yeah, so the College Basketball, they have the courtesy of tipping off around 9.20. Oh, that's what makes way more sense, though, because they do play games that Saturday. It's Final Four Saturday. Yeah, right. Not sure why, it's no excuse. And it is <laughs> much shorter. You know, it's yeah. a much shorter event. There you go, Monday um, night. Yeah, college football, we're going to do this on Monday night, and it says 7.30. I don't think you need to no tune shot. in until around 8.15. Yeah. Um, TCU, uh, the improbable champions of the world, they defeat Michigan in an absolute classic, 51-45. to 
getting 12 and a half from Georgia, who survives at the moment the ball drops. Ohio State was every bit as good as them. Play 10 times. Each team probably wins five. The total's at 62 and a half. Ah, David versus Goliath. What do you think? I have to take TCU in this game with 12 and a half points. I mean, they've just been the craziest clutches team all year unranked in the college football preseason poll to in the championship game never happens it's always bama it's always georgia it's always ohio state it's always clemson this never happens it happens in college basketball teams make the final four you know teams even make the championship game win it all sometimes this never ever happens in college football um georgia obviously more talented more guys you're gonna know at as long as tcu has duggan and um Johnson, who's going to be wide receiver one, taking the NFL draft. They make their defense got torched, but they found a way to make some timely plays. And Georgia's defense didn't look good either. I know that that's that's CJ Stroud, the Ohio State offense, but TCU is a pretty good offense too. Um, probably take the over too because these games have all gone over insanely easy. But I, I got to take TCU. Just one last ride, magical season. I know Georgia's probably going to win, but I'll take the the twelve and a half. Yeah, I'm in the same boat there. Something to look out for in this game is whether Kendry Miller is going to play. TCU's running back. Uh, he goes out against Michigan. Um, Prop-wise, they have everything up for this game. They have Kendry Miller labeled as the anytime touchdown favorite in this game at minus 195. Interesting thing about it is they have rushing props available for four players. He is not one of them. And that does make this interesting. Kendry Miller is part of that three-headed uh, monster that TCU has on offense. Great running back, great quarterback, and then obviously Johnston at wide receiver. So if he doesn't play, I think that's a problem. I think that does make TCU rather one-dimensional. It's still 12.5 points. TCU's got nothing to lose. I also like TCU in this spot. Uh, my, my favorite prop for this game, I, I think, is uh, Max Dugan to score a touchdown. Plus 125, uh, they run those little QB powers for him like he's Jalen Hurts or Justin Fields for whatever reason when they get inside the 10. Uh, Johnston's receiving total, I remember I had it in the Big 12 title game. It was like 60 and a half. He got it on like the first three drives. It was 70 in the college football playoff game. He got it immediately. And it is 83 and a half, the one guy you have to take away. So I'm getting kind of scared away on that one. George has got too many guys to beat you, I feel like, to even look at any of their player props. Too many people that can score. They play multiple tight ends, multiple running backs. Stetson Bennett is plus 155 to rush for a touchdown. That's far down the board for a total of 62 and a half. And both those guys ran for touchdowns last week. So I think that is kind of an interesting theory on this game. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I do like TCU with the points, though. Yeah, um, hopefully we get a game half as good as the both the semifinal games were. We usually get blowouts in those games, and they were both two of the games of the year. Um, really excited to see TCU get to this national stage. Uh, we kind of wish Ohio State would have pulled it off. This game probably would have been more fun. Like, total probably would have been 75, 76. But, yeah, um, truly as much of a David versus Goliath you can get in a college football championship game. Um if TCU doesn't win, which is not likely, I just hope that they keep it close and people they don't get blown out. So people are like, I "Told you TCU was trash." Yeah, don't want to hear that. Like, don't even though you know they beat Michigan and they, everything that needed to go right kind of went right. Michigan still imagine, played they're, they're a magic. good game, just defensive touchdowns and everything. And I, I do think Georgia can kind of counteract the speed factor that TCU has because Georgia is just just insane. Like it's still they're playing Ohio State. They're down twenty four to thirteen. And you still are not like. Oh, well, George is done. Like, you, you still believe, like, that they're going to find a way to to win the game somehow because that's all they've done for the past two seasons. But it, it should be fun, and I'm really excited that that start time is even lying to me about 7.30. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, that means we could maybe go to a restaurant and watch the whole first half before that restaurant closes. That is <laughs> yeah. that's pretty What's special that? stuff. Yeah, that's pretty special. So special. Okay, NFL Week 18. Week 18, last Roosters, O'Dolly's week of the year. It's very sad. Um, I told Ashby that yesterday, and her face kind of lit up. And I was like, you know, <laughs> this is everything to me. Now, what are, you, what are we? 
You think this is something only, to celebrate. We get 18 of them. I mean, geez. We get 18 of them. And then, you know, there's usually a few weeks where you can't go. I, I think I hit like 16 or 17 out of 18 weeks this week, this year. So I'm, I'm very proud of that percentage. I uh, know that's one of the best amongst the group. You know, I'm trying to keep it rolling into next year, God willing. But uh, week 18, last week of the year, usually a not very interesting week. Uh, something I haven't had time to do that I encourage people to do is to look up props of players that get certain amounts of catches and yards to uh, cash incentives. Because, man, do do we hear about that and we always forget to look at it beforehand. Saw Kenny Galladay only needs 76 catches yeah, this week, 750,000. So that's what kind of sparked it. It's like that. that's a really funny joke. But also, there's probably guys out there that need like six where they're just going to feed him in, in some of these games. So if you're looking at a game and you're like, oh, man, Saints and Panthers both eliminated. What, what am I supposed to do with this? Maybe go see how many rushing yards Taysom Hill needs, something like that. It it, it could make it kind of fun. Uh, I, got, I we, got some right here for you if you want to hear some. Let's go. Break them down. Let me get my notes app out. Zay Jones needs two catches for 250K. Oh, that's going to be made, tough to capitalize yeah. on. In, Evan Ingram also needs 61 yards, but they're, they're playing like a playoff game, so like can't really just run the shit like for them, you know? I don't know. Evan Ingram, like, that's all they Zay Jones. Do. Zay Jones, you can throw like screens and stuff because he only yeah. needs two. All right, um, Gerald Everett needs five catches. He might be the only starter out there for the uh, for the Chargers. DeAndre Carter needs two touchdowns to get him five hundred k. I don't know about that one. <laughs> Wide receiver one. Justin Jefferson needs one hundred and ninety four yards to break the all time single season record. Uh, I think Mahomes needs like four four hundred and twenty eight yards to break the all time single season record. So they'll probably be slinging it. Yeah. Uh, a Okay, these are sacks. Christian Kirk also needs two catches. Oh, so him and Zay Jones also need two catches. Oh, my God. The Jags in a game that totally matters. Oh, Khalif Raymond needs seven catches. <laughs> oh, my God. That's our boy. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Uh, Zay Jones, DeAndre Carter. Tyler Higbee needs 13 yards to hit 500K. That'd be a good one to bet. Tyler Higbee over. Oh, they, yeah. I mean, they're going to feed Higbee no matter what because they don't have any other talent. Yeah. Says Higby failed to hit this in four of his last six games, but he continues to play over 90% of his snaps. Yeah, he's out there. They throw it to him. Oftentimes, he just has six people on him, or uh, the pass is eight yards behind him. It's tough success yeah, I think, uh, uh, formula. I think Higby's the best one to go with. All these other ones are sacks. Um, Jamal Williams needs five rushing yards for 750000 yeah, See, I mean, those are tough. Even Higby with 13, it's like, yeah, he's probably going to get that, but his total is probably going to be 33 and a half or something and yeah and he's got no chance to get 33 and a half yeah juju needs two receiving yards to get a 1.5 million bonus they'll probably get that out of the way early maybe, maybe take first under, touchdown maybe take under <laughs> on juju catches yeah they don't want to pay him 1.5 mil it's possible okay yeah that's that's uh there's not really any um they're like obvious besides maybe gerald everett over catches because he needs six that's that's a good one though that that in it may he may play you know he may he may be out there at yeah. least for the first half they may feed that man they might okay let's do some picks um last week how did we do with everything you weren't here i think you said we both went five four and one both went five four and one um you obviously pushed on the Bengals game and I pushed on the Patriots game. So five, four and one um, overall records. I am 75 and 74 and you are 75 and 70. So you're up four games based on four pushes for you. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I didn't really nail those, those closing lines. <laughs> wow. I am quick draw McGraw right there. Yeah. That is uh that's awesome. We're both okay. at 75 wins exactly. You're just four games. Oh, my God. Well, we still have the playoffs, so this isn't like a do-or-die week, but I got to I gotta start being careful about throwing these extra picks in there. I have six. Yeah, I have six picks this week. Already, already gave my first one. Broncos minus three. Okay, and we both have TCU plus 13. Oh, we'll yeah, do plus 13. TCU on here, too. I have seven picks. Yeah, we'll do plus 13. Uh, okay, you got Dolphins, or you got Broncos minus three out of the way. I'll get my first one out. I'm going Dolphins minus two against the Jets. Oh, they're really going to lose six in a row. I like their coaching staff. I, I love their defensive line. Their secondary is awesome. Uh, both running backs are pretty good. They, 
obviously the two receivers are stars. Like, find a way to beat the Jets at home. Find a way to beat the Jets at home and give yourself a chance. I got to believe Pat just had his kid. Uh, He named it Emmett. Doesn't have anything to do with the Dolphins, but his child's never seen a Dolphins victory. It's been here for two weeks. Uh, It could have been here for longer than that. Never would have seen one. I think he's going to see one this weekend. I don't think he's going to have to wait till September or whatever. I'm going Dolphins minus two for my first NFL pick. Okay. Yeah. um, Cheering for the Dolphins. Hope they win. Wouldn't mind seeing them get in, but... You know, no idea what you're getting from either of those quarterbacks or who's even playing for the Jets. But that's pretty much the theme for um, most of Week 18. So, yeah, I I love this pick. It's one of my favorite picks, and it's on a game that is absolutely meaningless. Does not matter at all. I am taking the Tampa Bay Bucks under 40 and a half. Bucks aren't going to play anybody. They cannot move up or down in the standings. Falcons are terrible. They have no reason to try in this game. It's a divisional game. Second time divisional opponents play. The under hits like 60-plus percent of the time. I I just can't imagine either of these teams score more than 17 points. I like it. It makes sense. I'm going to do something that makes less sense. I got the Falcons minus four here written down. Uh, I mean, I don't hate it. The Bucs are not going to play one person. No, they're not. And I, I do think the Falcons are just a terrible bunch. But, man, I mean, see what you got out there with, with Ritter. They, they do have a strong backfield. And I don't know. I mean, you would that seems like such a classic game where you're, like, waking up, looking at the lines, not really knowing what's going on, and you take the bucks. Like, oh, well, they, they'll probably still try a little. Their backups might be better than the Falcons. It is 21 nothing at half or something like that. It, it feels like it happens every year. So Falcons minus four. All right. Um, I am going to get my teaser out of the way. Was not. It's just a coincidence. It has nothing to do with the game they just played. Um, we already talked about the Bills. Don't think they're going to lose that game in Buffalo with all that emotion surrounding them and still playing for seeding, even though we talked about how it's probably not going to matter. Um, Bills, Bengals teaser, both minus one. Um, Ravens offense is horrendous with Tyler Huntley. This time last year, people were talking about Tyler Huntley needed to be somebody's starter and get paid. Crazy. Pretty good. Pretty good thing that did not happen to any of our teams or another team in the NFL. Um, yeah, I both these. I mean, as messed up as it sounds, both these teams are basically coming off a bye week as far as their physical bodies are concerned, not mentally, obviously. But yeah, Bills, Bengals, take care of business. Make the NFL figure out what they're going to do with this second, likely second round matchup. Yeah, I like that one, and it, the Huntley thing is. Uh... It's an incredible point. Has anybody ever had less of a chance of getting any points on the board than Huntley did when he got the ball back 16 to 13 with under a minute left after the Najee Harris great catch touchdown? Has anybody yes. had ever had less of a chance to do something? Yes, the Denver Broncos offense this entire season. I don't know. I think it's a draw, and I know draws. Until, I got a lot of push. these last couple of weeks, we're starting to cook a little bit right at the right time. I'm telling you, they play <laughs> now. Right Wait to. Believe in August next yeah, year. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, that, hotly, not not very good. Um, I got the Bengals in a teaser leg too. But in my final opportunity to do this, I've found a way to do it. I am going to take a Bengals Rams teaser. Got to. Somehow I got the Rams. I want to take the Rams so bad. I've, I want the Ram, I think I want the Rams to win more than any other team on Sunday. That's that's a really sucky feeling. I know more than anybody else. Uh, really, really bummer. A huge bummer place to be. Um, just I'm going to bet the Rams in solidarity. Just not going to give it out. Yeah. Um, Enjoy, man. It's not fun. But you can get the Rams plus 12 and a half and uh, the Bengals to beat the Ravens. Uh, the Huntley thing doesn't need to be explained. The Bengals were looking really good for uh, almost a full quarter of football on Monday, and they've looked really good for uh, two full months now. They've they've been incredible. It doesn't need to be explained. And then the Rams, I don't know. You know, our, our friend Cole Deckard, who is a Panthers fan, when I was like, yeah, the Rams are beating the Chargers today. This is our city. See, I don't know, man. I was watching Baker for a few weeks, and he was quarterback of my team, and he never <laughs> played two good games in a row, like, ever. And he only played, like, one or two good games total. And I was like, okay, uh, that actually makes sense. I think I saw that as well. So maybe he's a zigzag kind of guy. Um, you know, just don't get killed. Seahawks aren't that good. Just, just don't get killed. We got... 40 acres through the neighbors. So Rams plus 12 and a half Bengals pick. Um, I don't love that one, but I, I feel okay about it. It's my last chance. All right. Um, I'm going to take, I don't love this, 
but they, like you said, they just keep finding a way. I'm going to take the Steelers minus two and a half. Um, classic. This team has something to play for. The other team doesn't. But, you know, Deshaun Watson's still out there trying really hard not to be a terrible person and a terrible football player this whole season. They're going to be trying. He's going to be it's trying at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't love it. Uh, Steelers games, you really just need to tune in for the fourth quarter and see if they're going to go on that one drive. They need to win the game. It has worked out the last two weeks. Um, I'm trusting Tomlin over Stefanski. I'm trusting that pass rush. I, I I don't love it, but you know I'm rooting for the Steelers in this game, and I, I like to think that they're um, going to finish above 500 because they always do. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good point. I, I don't really have much to say. Uh, about that game the Browns came through for me last week uh, but I had just in a miserable time turning around and watching any any singular play that they ran as a team um, next pick got another teaser here it's Packers Vikings don't love it don't love it oh, but it's teasing. Nathan Peterman line. yeah um, not a big fan of this but uh, I do think the Vikings are going to win this game I think they need to see one go in before the playoff stretch starts, especially after last week. And uh, the Bears have no interest in winning this game. Um, if the Texans lose, or if the Texans win and the Bears lose, I think they get the number one pick. So yeah. Um, yeah, they're not going to try. No Justin Fields, no Bears offense. We've seen that all year. It's the worst defense in the NFL. Uh, I think the Vikings get right here. And then the Packers, I, I kind of want to, like my heart is with Jared Goff and the Lions on Sunday night, but I just... I don't see I don't see that happening. I've watched Jared Goff play in Green Bay before. It's uh it's not very fun. Uh, I do think that game presents a lot of really cool storylines. I think the pa- uh, Lions receiving core is a little better. The running backs, both teams have two really really good running backs. I think the Packers defense playing a little better than the Lions is. The Packers definitely have a better quarterback. So, uh I'll I'll take uh the Packers to beat uh the Lions and get like a point and a half just in case something crazy happens. That leaves me with one pick left. I believe you have one or two left, too. Yeah, I'm going Saturday night to this winner-take-all game. Um, This is gross. I'm taking the Titans plus six. Um, Titans have been one of the worst teams in the NFL the last month. They're getting a little healthier. Um, They just gave Derrick Henry the week off, gave most of their players a week off. Jeffrey Simmons also back for this game. I just I'm just trusting Frable here, really. Um, I know Frable as a dog was the story of his career. It obviously hasn't worked out that well this year. They just don't have the talent. Dobbs looked pretty good against the Cowboys, all things considered. He got pulled off the street, basically. Um, way better than Willis as far as giving them a chance to have an offense and win the game. Jaguars have been up and down all year. They've obviously put it together a little bit here at the end. I just don't this is obviously the biggest game any of them have ever played in. Um I want to see the Jaguars win the game and get in the playoffs, but I, I just feel like this game is destined to be a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. Um, hopefully, Derrick Henry can get going and the Titans can hang around, but this is basically me trusting Mike Frable one last time to get the boys up. I see no scenario where this game isn't really close. Uh, I probably yeah, shouldn't exactly. be based on what we've seen from both of these teams down the stretch. I... I like the I think if you like the Jags in this game, I think the Jags to win by one to ten is like plus one ninety or something. That that would be what I like the most. I I don't the, the minus six is a little sketchy. I just I don't think the Titans go out without a hell of a fight. And the Titans are one of those teams that can have the ball for almost a whole quarter if Derrick Henry gets it going, yeah. where you know what they're gonna run and it's still it doesn't really work, but they get three or four yards. So somehow that drive is still going. Uh we're gonna see Joshua Dobbs who was uh, Tennessee volunteer legend and is better than Malik Willis. So um, that, that should help should give him a little bump uh, that that game does terrify me though. Uh, my last pick is the Brown Steelers under 40 and a half. Um, you, you need one scoreless quarter to get this basically to get under 40 and a half one quarter. I would, neither team scores. I would advise not taking any overs this weekend. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't know who's going to be go a out there. Yeah, they're all as you see. All the week eighteen unders are always low because people are just trying to stay healthy, get in the off season. As long as you have nothing to play for, people in the playoffs are just trying to get there healthy. Obviously, the, you can kind of throw those out the window on teams that like are playing for the playoffs and seeding right. and all that. But a lot of unders, a lot of boring football going to be going on this weekend. Um, they set it up where basically all the games that matter are at one o'clock, which is pretty cool. 
and then all the games that like kind of matter or don't matter at all are at four o'clock. So yeah, I would advise on, um, if you're going to bet totals, I would strongly advise on unders. Yeah. Um, I agree. And that one I gave out, it, it does involve a team that is totally playing for something, but they keep winning games 16 to 13. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't see the Browns moving the ball much. And I also think, I mean, the Browns defense is, is pretty good. I think they can handle Kenny Pickett and keep him under 21 points. Even if they don't, the Browns aren't scoring 21 points. So it uh, it, it should be fine. I, I like that one. I was torn between that and the Broncos Chargers under 40 uh, because I do think Chase Daniel is going to go out there. I do like that pick, but that Broncos offense, man, it's tough to slow them down sometimes. Rolling, I mean, they're, yeah, they're lighting it up. Right now. We're cooking. Just in time for the playoffs. Yeah. And I was I was liking Latavius Murray last week. Oh, if they score, he's going to score. Yeah. Not a chance. They're scoring from 25 out every time. Threat from anywhere. It's Russ keeping it for himself. Yeah, it's it's just Russ keeping it for himself <laughs> over and over again. Glory to God. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's all I got. Do you, have, do you have another one or am I, am I wrong? I have one more written down. I don't think I'm going to give it out. Um, oh. It was going – I'll just do it just because. But it, I was about to say challenge flag. Doesn't make any sense. I'm taking the Panthers plus three and a half. Uh, I was looking for picks, not really knowing who's playing. Only logic was I think that they really like that interim coach and they're going to play hard for him. And Baker Mayfield, or not Baker, Mayfield, Sam Darnold usually has a good game every other game, and he certainly didn't have it last week. They had the Bucks 21 10, um, looked like they were going to win, maybe make the playoffs. And that one corner just had no chance against Mike Evans. So. Yeah, uh, I don't really like this, but I wrote it down, so I'll give it out anyways. Um, just basically based on the fact that I think they're going to continue to play hard, try to get that interim coach the full-time job. Isn't it crazy how football is an 11-man game and like everybody has to click and you fill out your roster, and then J.C. Horn goes out for the Panthers, and all they Bucks needed to get their offense going was Mike Evans gar- being guarded by a corner that entire offense. had yeah. no business. <laughs> I mean – it, it does, and they don't even all year we're talking about Tom Brady only throwing three yard passes and everything and how the Bucks offense is nothing and then suddenly in that moment they they sure did find a way and um, you know that punter makes the greatest play of all time or this could be a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, that was not the Panthers might not have won. They still would have had to go like fifty yards if they just tackled him, but that was one of the best plays of the day and maybe of the season based on what it meant, but. That was insane. Um, I think we, we talked about most games, and you brought it up a little bit, but I feel like we need to talk about the Texans-Colts game. Because oh, if the, God. If the Texans lose, they clinch the first pick. But if the Colts lose, they clinch a top-five pick. And the Texans are in their division, so they clearly they don't want they don't want them to get the first pick overall. This might be the biggest, the biggest tank game in history. It's the South Park baseball episode where all the yeah. kids don't want to play baseball. We're going down. We're going to get cream. Vegas had no clue what to do. So let's just make the team with the better record minus three. Yeah, <laughs> minus three. The total on that game is 38. Um, the Texans are going to roll out a better roster than the Colts. <laughs> you know, they just are. Probably so. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Sam Sam Ellinger out there versus Mills. Yeah, Mills and Driscoll and everybody else that they're going to – maybe a few fans that the Texans put in at quarterback. Um uh, I don't know who's the best player on the field Sunday. Nico I Collins. The, I think teasing the Texans up is like a really good bet. I, <laughs> I don't know. It, you know, they'll never admit the Texans have played good the last like month and a half. They just don't win because they're so good at tanking. Outside of Mike Flores, it's like has anybody ever come out and been like, "Yeah, they told me to lose and all this stuff." Like we've never heard it, and you know those conversations are being had. Yeah, you just know with this game, especially given what you, I didn't even think about the same division aspect and how the Texans could, you know, hold their future in their own. They're they're right there. They're they're favored to do yeah. so. I don't know. I mean, it depends on how you feel about Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud. I don't know how big of a difference the one and two pick is in this draft. I mean, they might might they might like the guy that most people have it two better, but yeah, I mean, obviously you want to have one one because you can just get whoever you want, but. I don't know. I'll probably end up teasing the Texans up to plus nine just because. Yeah, I don't. Is, I don't hate the logic, and I mean it's the Colts to beat an NFL team by nine, regardless of the circumstances. Yeah. Um, that yeah, is just that's absurd. gonna be a, that's gonna be a funny game to watch. I'm excited for that one. And if they win and the Bears lose, the Bears are probably gonna lose. Like the Bears get the one. The Bears aren't drafting a quarterback. I would expect them the to Bears, trade down. Somebody, but, yeah, somebody's gonna trade everything for Stroud or Young. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Texans the Bears are rather, in a great spot. 
and the Bears too, if they get the second pick, it's like who somebody's still going to do that, you know, for whoever yeah. the the other one Whichever is. Whichever one's left. Especially yeah. after I mean Bryce Young randomly plays in that Sugar Bowl, he was spectacular, and then C.J. Stroud. I mean, it, it, again, we talked about Ohio State multiple times throughout the season. Like, when's the last time we sat down and watched a whole Ohio State game? Like, very rarely because they're always favored by twenty one and a half. They play at noon, and the game's over by halftime. And you sit down and watch that entire Final Four game, and you're like, oh, my God, there, there's no way there's 20 NFL quarterbacks better than this guy right now. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can really mess with either one. I know there's concerns about Bryce Young. I would probably take C.J. Stroud just because of how small Bryce Young is. But that's I've, I feel like if you're a great player, you just figure it out, and you've been little your whole life and you're going to continue to be little, so you've learned how to play like it. Just like um, Lamar doesn't really take big hits because he hasn't taken them his whole life, and I know Russell Wilson kind of sucks now, but it worked out for like 15 years. Not 15 years. It worked out for like eight years, and Drew Brees played at a high level for like 15 years. So, yeah, um, the Bears are in a really good spot. They obviously need a a ton of help on their team, so I, I think trading down is the only option, and it's just a matter of who wants to give up a lot to go get one of those guys. Right, yeah, and it's it's going to be really funny to listen to this back after the combine, and Will Levis is like the the undisputed number one overall pick. So Levis is still going to go top five, in my opinion, but I don't know, I don't know how you're a GM and you justify drafting him over either of the other round. Yeah, except it, that he's a big white guy with a cannon. Yeah, and mobile. <laughs> if they're gone, I, if I was a GM, I'd ask myself this question: If Bryce Young or CJ Stroud was on Kentucky, would they be better? than when they had Levis. And if Levis was on our team, would we be better or worse? And I think that answer is a, it's not a difficult one to figure out. Somebody, I, I do believe somebody's still going to trade up for Levis too because he's going to he's going to test better than all these guys at the Combine. He's going to interview better than all these guys at the Combine. And he's, I mean, he's white. And people love white, big quarterbacks with they big love hands. Him. He's going to have the biggest hands since Josh Allen at the Combine. They love him, and so many teams need quarterbacks right now. There are teams fighting for playoff spots, and you know, usually it's who needs a quarterback. All oh, it's these teams in the top seven or whatever. Like the Commanders got eliminated last week; they need a quarterback so bad. You know, it, teams like that are, are literally everywhere. Yeah, the, sure. the Jets, what are they going to do? Like those are teams that were having good seasons. Who knows what the Dolphins' situation is next year? Like if Tua plays football again, we don't know. Like you, you could go down the line; you could probably make a case that twelve to thirteen teams could draft Levis or, or at least need a quarterback. Yeah, I expect there to be a lot of um like trades too because we saw it last year, all the crazy trades. Um Derek Carr is gonna probably be a Colt. Um I'd say Jimmy G is probably gonna be on the Jets if I had to guess. So yeah, there's there's gonna be a ton of um QBs moving around, but there's gonna be three that go in the top like six or seven. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And then who knows what happens after that? I mean, there's still some some pretty good ones going into the draft. I mean, I, I think Hendon Hooker falls a lot because of the injury, but man, I watched him play football at all last year, and he comes back to be what he was. Like he he looks better than a lot of the guys we sit at Roosters and watch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I think that about wraps us up for today. Uh, college basketball, kind of a big weekend. Uh, Cats traveling to Alabama. That's a fun game. Well, guess the line. Guess the line real quick. Alabama minus eight. I was going to say seven. Uh, yeah, we we don't have it yet. So if anybody's waiting for an answer, we we quite frankly can't give it to you. But uh, that that's a tough one to predict uh, in terms of what the line's going to be. Alabama's good. Uh, they're, they are, especially at home. They're a problem. Yeah, they it, very, very tough. not expect team. to win that game. As, and that is understandable. Arkansas, Auburn, 830 Saturday night. That's it, it, College basketball slate is not to die for this weekend. Uh, Kentucky, Alabama is definitely the game of the day. That's at 1 o'clock, sorry. Not 12. Uh, Creighton, UConn, that's kind of fun. Creighton's kind of turning it on. Uh, cards play Wake Forest at home at 3 o'clock. Uh, cards you know, it's better. Great day. Get out there with your family. You know, dude, I don't I don't even think that game's gonna be on anywhere. So I wouldn't worry. ACC network, are you serious? This team is nice. playing better. Um, yeah, that LLs might have got fouled there at the end. Who knows? He also could have given it up three seconds earlier for a layup. Yeah, he had LeBron cutting to the right, Mike James, <laughs> and he just ignored him. He's like, No, thanks, LeBron. I'll be taking this one. But, uh, yeah, another one-point loss for the Cards. And if we turned all those one-point losses into wins, we still wouldn't be anywhere near the bubble. So, uh, yeah, it's a cool concept to think about. Uh, but, yeah, that uh, that wraps up for the week. Um, 
one more week of regular season NFL football, one more week to watch your teams if you're about to be eliminated. Uh, it's sad, but you know, cherish those moments. All right, man, I'll see you at O'Dolly's or Roosters or wherever else you tell me to go. All right, man. See you there. All right, TTYL. <laughs>